Welcome to the Wellness Marketer Podcast, a show dedicated to helping wellness professionals grow their business with easy and effective digital marketing strategies. I'm your host, Katie Costa, and I'm a nutritional scientist, entrepreneur, and digital marketing professional. And bringing business and science together is kind of my jam. Tune in for interviews with the industry's best, inspirational stories, and everything marketing. Thanks for joining me today. And this is the Wellness Marketer Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Marketer Podcast. So it's here by popular demand, the episode that everyone has been asking for. And that is the first episode that I am really going to talk straight up about money. I love money. I love making money. And I love helping other people make money. It's part of why I love marketing and why I'm such a results-oriented marketer because what the heck are we doing if we aren't making money in our businesses? So it is no surprise that money makes the world go round. You may have heard this quote over and over and over again. Um, It makes our businesses go round because as I said, if there is no money coming in or going out, we genuinely don't have a business because a business by definition is trading goods or services for profit. So you need that transaction, you need the sale to constitute running a business. But what I love is the concept that money is just energy. Um, Energy just like, you know, time and effort is energy or um, food and nutrition and calories are energy. Money is just another form of energy in our lives. And we want to basically attract more of that energy if you're someone who is looking to make more money and call in more money into your life. We want to attract that energy. And if you listened to last week's episode, you maybe have an idea as to where I'm going to start this conversation. Because to attract more of what we want into our reality, we have to look at our belief system and we have to assess whether or not our belief systems align with the thing that we're working towards. So In last week's episode, I chatted all about marketing mindset or just mindset in general and why it's so important to helping you get results. So we learned that as part of your mindset, beliefs, sorry, are part of your mindset and they dictate what is possible for you to achieve and what is not possible for you based on what you believe is possible and true for yourself. So if that is true for mindset, the same is true for money mindset in that your money mindset is the set of beliefs that you have around money that dictates how much money you can call in or dictates the patterns and the experiences that you have with money. So for example, maybe you have no problem calling money in, but you just can't seem to keep it. Or yeah, that was the main one that I honestly... (laughs) that I wanted to talk about because if you're not making, I, those are the two main problems that I see. You're either not calling enough money in or you're calling in money, but you can't hang onto it. 
So we know our beliefs create our reality. So I want to dive into some of the most common money beliefs, and we are going to use that as a jumping off point for today's episode. So here are some of the most common beliefs that I hear about money, the most common limiting beliefs, and we are going to bust them one by one. So Number one limiting belief is more money, more problems. How often have you heard that quote? And as always, most of the people who say these things to us are well-meaning for the most part, but it doesn't mean that what we are learning is true, nor does it mean that it is helpful. So also common abbreviated to mo money, mo problems, just in case you're confused um, as to whether or not I was making a pop cultural pop culture reference there. I was. Um, but really, if you truly believe that more money is going to cause more problems in your life, why the heck would you want to attract more money? So easy way to what happens when these things come up, because you know I'm all about the how and practicality. Um, is that even a word? Practicality, that's the word. <laughs> practicality for you guys is that I want you to hear these beliefs so that when you hear them in yourself, when you hear yourself saying them, your friend saying them, your mom, brother, whoever colleagues saying them, that you can identify them and choose another thought. Because just as you chose that thought, we want to retrain your mind to instead choose the opposite thought or the preferred thought. So instead of mo money, mo problems, like mo money, less problems, okay? If we are, <laughs> if we are speaking literally here. Belief number two is that I am not worthy of money. This is a big one. We will not go after anything that we don't think that we're truly deserving of. Um, yeah, and that is like just a fact. And there's a whole, there's like a whole other like set of like work that if you're someone who struggles like with self-worth, um, then absolutely like work needs to be done here. And that's not something I can tackle in this podcast about money, but I want you to ask yourself if you think that you're even worthy of having the money, of making the money that you truly do want to make. And if you don't, if you feel something heavy in your stomach as I'm talking about this, then that's a good sign that that might be an area for you to improve on. Belief number three is that I am not capable of making slash keeping X amount of dollars. So $100,000, $100, um, again, it is price is all relative here. Price and whether something is expensive or cheap or capable or not, all of these things are relative. So this is why we um, these beliefs, these generic beliefs can be so... Um, can just be so important and can have so much weight in terms of what they can, how they can influence our lives. So not being capable of making the money, like, I don't even know what to say, man. Like there is an element of just like needing to believe in yourself here. Like I want, I wish I could say like, there's like a three-step framework for everything but the reality is that is that there's not 
and it can be really scary. And even if you don't believe these things at first, like straight up, okay, you don't believe you're capable of making 10K a month. It seems outlandish, but you want it. If you want it, you can get it. 100% in the last episode, I also mentioned that like you wouldn't have any desire that you did not have the capacity to achieve, to get in your life, just because that would be cruel and unusual punishment. But that's just also not the way that that's not the way that this world works, according to manifestation experts. And, um, I have to say it keeps, keeps on being proven time and time again, right? Like for the most part, we are out here living way bigger lives than we ever thought was possible for us. So, but what comes first, no matter what is the unwavering belief that you can do it and that you are capable. So I'm not asking you to just be like, oh yeah, I'm listening to this and now I magically think I'm capable. Um, no, but when that thought comes up, actively choose the affirmation. I am more than capable of doing this. I am capable of doing, of achieving this and more, whatever that needs to be. And if you need to set a phone reminder to yourself or write, um, write out that affirmation a hundred times a day, do it. But yeah, your affirmation, your limiting beliefs and you know, your beliefs in general, like are your responsibility. And if you want the, a surefire way to increase every, like to just increase success in every area of your business without quote unquote, doing any more work, then literally go to your limiting beliefs and work on one of them because so like a ripple effect will happen. Like it's not just one thing that happens. You're not just like, oh, I think I'm capable of making $5,000 a month. And now therefore I am making $5,000 a month. And like, dude, that is true. Like to give you a very specific example, I did that with making 10K months as my phone and I had it as a reminder on my phone and it went off every single day. And the actual exact affirmation was I hit 10 K months with ease and I had no freaking idea how I was going to do that. But let me tell you three months later, I'm literally working the least amount of hours that I am in my business and 10 K months is the new normal. We have changed the affirmation, changed it from 10 K and we've made it higher. Um, but it works people. It works. I don't know what to say. Um, okay. Moving on though. Number affirmation. What even is this? Number one, two, three, four. Number four is that rich people or people who pursue wealth are evil and or greedy. (sighs) Similar to the first one, guys, if you believe that more money is going to cause more problems, just like if you believe that more money will make you evil or pursuing wealth will make you greedy or a bad person, then why would you want to pursue that if you are a good person, right? And here's the thing. I truly don't think that rich people are evil, okay? Newsflash. There's lots, there's poor people that are rich. Sorry, (laughs) There are poor people that are good and poor people that are evil. There are rich people that are good and rich people that are evil. If you are a quote unquote good or bad person, that is not going to change with the presence of money. 
when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I want to grow my business that helps people. If I woke up with a million more dollars in my bank account, I'm not going to be like, oh man, I have some more money now. I want to like, I actually think I'm going to go like shoot up some people. Like that's ridiculous. Like if money is just energy, more energy means if I said to you, do you want more energy to you know run your day tomorrow? Is having more energy going to change what you do? Maybe if you have like capacity for more, but is it going to change your direction? Is it going to change your motivation? Because if it is, then you know we have like a different problem. You're probably not. You know, I'm gonna assume you're not doing what you're doing, AKA running your business from a place of, you know, truly wanting to serve and help others. And that's like a whole nother story. But if you are a good person, money like energy is just an amplifier of who you already are. When I heard that for the first time, I was like, holy crap, but it literally makes so much sense. And so if you are a good person, you are going to do, well, I'm holding you. I'm hoping so. But for the most part, Guys, like, think about it. If you came in to money tomorrow, are you randomly, like, are your values and choices and all these things going to drastically change? No. And I'm not saying there are not evil rich people out there. But what I'm saying is that by holding the belief that all rich people are evil or that having money makes you evil, that is doing nothing but preventing you from attracting more wealth into your life it has nothing to do it is not going to change the fact that evil people are going to do evil things with their evil money um you know no matter what you believe it's not going to change that fact okay so what we want to do is empower ourselves um, with this knowledge so that we can make better choices day to day and change our lives and get more of the things that we want um, out of that and right now for a lot of people this is more money who doesn't want more money right um, okay. Belief number five, I have to work hard for money or money doesn't grow on trees. <sighs> then we wonder why we're all burnt out. People, we tell ourselves, we're like, I'm working all the time, but I don't have enough money. And meanwhile, like literally how many people grew up hearing money doesn't grow on trees. Maybe I'm like just projecting. I grew up in a middle-class household where, you know, money was tight and we had to budget. And, um, I heard about those, I heard those sayings. I had two working parents. My dad's an entrepreneur who actually started his business while I was a kid. And I saw my dad work really hard. And I saw him tell me, you know, that running and owning a business was hard work and not that he wasn't prosperous or successful because you know, he was and he is, and he's a successful mechanic to this day with a very busy shop. Um, but he still holds the belief that you have to work hard for your money and surprise, surprise that has manifested for him. And he still works really hard, even though he probably doesn't have to. And everything happens for a reason, literally, because having that I'm not afraid of hard work because of it. And I was able to build my business from that place of not being afraid of hard work because don't get me wrong, there is substantial amount of work in starting a business. 
but the belief that making money is hard versus making money is fun, which one of those beliefs is gonna make making money a little bit easier, right? It's why I started to feel guilty when I was working less hours in my business, delegating more and more work, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, why the hell do I feel so guilty? I'm literally, my business is doing better than it ever has. And I literally can't relax. And my coach said to me, she was like, because it literally goes against the belief that you have to work hard for your money. And this is a prime example of something that you think is, that is genuinely helpful, not even just like neutral, but it can be helpful in so many ways under a different light can actually be holding you back. Um, so I challenge you to think of the beliefs that you have and think of the stories and the things that you were told and the things that you saw, um, specifically in the first seven years of your life, because that is when we form, I think it's something like 90 plus percent of our subconscious minds is in the first and our belief systems in the first seven years of life. Um, but that's a big one. Belief number six is that people can't afford me. While there are lots of people who probably can't afford you, there are just as many people who can. And I want you to hold that belief for every person who can't afford me. There is two people who can, right? Like there are so many people in this world and there are people who pay $20 for haircuts and people who pay, you know, $1,000 for haircuts. And it has nothing to do with the haircut. I mean, it does. I'm assuming that a $1,000 haircut is gonna look better than a $20 haircut. But the point is, there will, there will always be people, even though you're selling out $1,000 haircuts, there were, will always be people who think that a $20 haircut is too expensive. Relativity, again, price, 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 everything is relative. So people can afford you. If you have been calling in people who can't afford you, I'm assuming it's because you believe that people can't afford you. <laughs> and I would start there if you want to call in people who can't afford you. And the last belief that I wanna share with you guys today, which is such another well-meaning good one I'm so excited to bust, is that I need to save my money for a rainy day. This is like, emergency fund vibes, okay? Not that you shouldn't have an emergency fund, but now that you guys have, I'm training you guys a little bit, what do you think is wrong with this picture, okay? I need to save my money for a rainy day, slash, you know, I need to put this money in my emergency fund. Any guesses? Okay. Well, the answer if you didn't guess it already, and you probably did because you're so smart, is that by saving our money for a rainy day, we are inevitably looking for a rainy day. By putting money in an emergency fund, we are just sitting there anticipating an emergency that is going to need you know, three, five, ten thousand $10,000 of our money because we have literally said it so. And please have a savings account. I'm not saying don't have a savings account, but you don't need to call it an emergency fund. 
I heard, I think this was again, Catherine Zenkina, because honestly, guys, so much of what I learned about money mindset, I was like so inspired by Catherine. I've been listening to her for years. Um, and of course now I lost my train of thought, but the uh, emergency fund, it's replacing your emergency fund with an opportunity fund so that when the opportunity comes and this opens up for, you know, something negative, quote unquote negative, right? Like a, a leaky pipe or something in your house um, or a positive opportunity, like the opportunity to work with a coach or invest in new branding or, you know, it doesn't even have to be business related opportunity to go on a trip with your partner. Like it can literally be anything and it's all in the language. Nothing has changed. You still have money on the side in case something unexpected happens and you need a bout of cash, but to the mindset, the belief that something bad is inevitably going to happen and you need a significant amount of money to, you know, be there to be safe. Um, then that is a belief that in some ways can be holding you back or like your reticular activating system. So what is your RAS if you didn't um, tune into last week's episode? It's basically the part of your brain that filters out information. And this is responsible for like that phenomenon when you like think that you want, the example that I used from last um, episode was about a red Tesla, is that you decide that you wanna buy a red Tesla and now you can't stop seeing red Teslas. There's not more red Teslas on the road. Um, you just told your brain that red Teslas are important to you now, and now your brain is looking for red Teslas. So how this works in relation to the emergency slash opportunity fund is that if you're saying, hey, universe, I have $5,000 here that I'm ready to drop whenever there's something you know for me to drop it on, then the universe is going to look for opportunities for you to drop it on. Your RAS is going to find all the ways that you can spend that money. You're not gonna be doing this consciously though, and that is why mindset work um, and being aware, being conscious of these things are so important because we can actively choose beliefs, actively choose um, to work on ourselves and work on our mindset in ways that serve us instead of harm us. So I hope you guys enjoyed those limiting beliefs and learning more about them. And hopefully you're now able to recognize maybe one or many limiting beliefs that you have around money and see these as amazing opportunities for you to basically do some work and call in more money and more abundance into your life. And now before I end the episode, actually, I wanted to just chat about money in general for a few more minutes um, because I have some theories and I want to talk about why. So this all came up because talking about money has historically been taboo. Historically, like it still is taboo. We already visited, you know, that your beliefs and your beliefs around money are shaped by your experiences and the stories that you were told. Um, and specifically, it's really strong in your first zero to seven years of life. Like your your experiences in that time really strongly affect your beliefs and your belief systems. But regardless of your upbringing or your personal story and what you've gone through, as a society in general, like North America especially, like talking about money is considered extremely taboo 
And I dug into this a little bit more, but I mean, I obviously also have my theories, but I wanted to talk about historically why money was taboo or what like the internet seems to think about this. So in the past, apparently this was a class thing, you know, surprise, surprise. And that wealthy people didn't want to talk about money um, to not make other people feel bad slash this is just like a total privilege thing like the idea that money shouldn't matter if you have money was this recurring thing that came up and that it was almost like lower class to talk about money because money was a quote-unquote concern right so when we think about things like not having the price prices on a menu in a restaurant that's something that is very up considered upscale and you would never see that in a diner. Okay. So while that may be true and I have theories that, you know, that has basically carried through in society and as, you know, being perceived as wealthy or higher class, like continue to just like be something that, you know, I want to say that you aspire for, but like was just like, dictated your value to be honest and still does like how much money you make how many followers you have like how big your houses are all things that you know determine quote unquote our value um in society and i have theories that as you know the middle class became more prominent in north america that they wanted to appear wealthier than they were that they also did not talk about money to be perceived as wealthier now what happens though what's the reality of this and this is what i'm seeing is that that might be all fine and well and i totally understand if you aren't worried about money you don't have to ask about it and it makes sense yeah, like, oh, I don't even care how much that is because it doesn't matter. But for the most part, for most of us, money is important and it does matter how much we make and it does matter how much we spend. And so therefore the idea that talking about money is rude um, or like this feeling that like money should only be discussed in private slash like the feeling that I'm getting is shame. It's like talking about money can be considered so shameful. Like you just should not do that. And the reality is nothing thrives when we shame it. Like think about yourself, think about a child, think about like literally anything in the world, feelings of shame, judgment, things that you have to hide or you can't share like openly about. These things tend to curl up and die, right? Like we never hear about something that, you know, we shame and like that becomes a good thing. Okay. So talking about if talking about money is bad and, you know, sharing about money is bad and shameful, then why the heck would we want to talk about money? But learning more about the RAS, if we know that what we identify that is important to us, whatever has grave importance, whatever we want, our brain will show us the opportunities to you know, get those things, or it will just show us more of that. So if we don't want to think about money because we don't want to talk about money because money is bad and you know shameful, then 
we're consistently like shutting money down, right? Like that is the feeling. The feeling is like pulling back. And this is now like, you know, greater than just your money mindset. What I'm talking about now is like your relationship with money. Like think about like a relationship with someone else. Like is this relation, does this relationship exist in secret? Do you talk about it? with other people? Uh, Do you trust this relationship? Do you trust that money is gonna be there for you and that it's not gonna run out and it's always gonna have your back? What do you say about money when it's not there? When it's left your account and when you're broke, do you curse it and you're constantly like, see, like I knew I couldn't do this, right? Like, are you always looking for that like confirmation of like, I told you so with money because your relationship to money is no different than your relationship to anything else in your life. And I have a theory in that it's that if you are uncomfortable talking about money and if you don't talk about money, you are going to have a harder time calling in the money that you want because you are giving your brain, you're giving your mind, like, is it juxtaposing, (laughs) contradicting messages? That's the word I wanted to use. Because on one hand, you're like, don't talk about this, don't share this, like, it's bad. And on the other hand, you're like, why don't I have more of this? It's so good and I want it. Um, So yeah, like this is part of the reason why I love talking about money because let's be real, mo money does not equal mo problems. Mo money equals mo options. It is like you have more options to, you know, in terms of where you wanna work, more options as to the kind of food that you wanna eat or where you wanna live. And like, I know these are all massive privileges, But at the end of the day, money is a privilege. Running a business is a privilege. And you know, this is all political too, right? So like that's a whole rabbit hole for another day. But yeah, I just wanted to open up the conversation. You guys, if you wanna hear more about money, please share this episode with a friend, share it on Instagram, on your stories and tag me. I share every single time um, you guys tag me in your um, in your podcast shares and I so, so appreciate it. If there's anything that I can leave you guys with today, like for this episode, it's like, honestly, just start talking about money. Don't be afraid to ask people how much they charge to share how much you make. Obviously, like in whatever ways, like feel comfortable and good for you. But I want to challenge you and ask, like, are you not sharing that thing? Are you not sharing that you finally hit that giant financial milestone, you know, because you want to genuinely like keep that kind of information private or are you not sharing that because you think people are going to judge you and think that you're gloating because there's it's completely different and people are going to judge you literally no matter what you do anyways so like let's not even talk about that um because if people are going to judge you for talking about money then that is their own money issues their own shit that they are projecting onto you and it has nothing to do with you and them projecting that onto you is not going to affect your money game so literally goodbye like (laughs) i'm sorry it sounds rude but like you if they have 
if you're worried about trolls on the internet judging you for this shit, just know that this is your money. You're worried about your money, your business, your life, your livelihood, and making the kind of money that you want so you can live the kind of life that you want because why the hell would you run, start a business and go through all of this if you know you just wanted to... <laughs> have no flexibility and no fulfillment you could have just got to you know work for someone else and like have the stability and you don't have the work of starting a business so anyways rant over don't worry about what Susie from high school has to say about you and talking about your money and you don't have to do it online by the way this can just be with like friends and family start with the people that you're closest with even just journaling about it do some like free journaling and like give yourself permission to just like have a conversation with money say whatever you want to money, call in however much money, and basically just love up on money. In any relationship, give more of what you want, okay? I talk about that in the online space and on Instagram. If you want more shares, share more of people's stuff. If you want more DMs, send more DMs. And in this case, if you want more money to come to you, AKA money to give attention to you, then you need to give some attention to money and some positive attention, not this little shame. I'm gonna look at my books for like three minutes and like fucking cry about it and like hope I like didn't see three bills because you know, I'm worried I spent more than I made and then I'm not gonna open it again for the next three months. Like obviously <laughs> that's not the kind of positive attention that we're looking for. So anyways, rant over. Thank you so much guys for joining me again on the Wellness Marketer podcast. Like I said, if you want more episodes like this, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at the Wellness Marketer and go get that money. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Your support truly means the world to me. If you liked today's episode, subscribe, send it to a friend, or share it on social media. While you're there, you can find me at The Wellness Marketer on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Although Instagram is my vice of choice. I'm your host, Katie Costa, and thanks again for supporting the TWM podcast. Until next time.